Yeah, right. Sniff fart. If you if your fart smell that good, as if you wouldn't have a whiff. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello. Nathan Hennessy. Pleasure to be here. Jordan Garcia. Hello, hello. And that's all. That is it. That is it. Good, good no, thank you for clarifying that that was all. No Jimmy <laughs> Wood because he's uh, no, no Jimmy on GM. an assignment. Um but uh, <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's off this week, b- busy, busy doing stuff. Um, and Chantel, well, she just didn't respond. <laughs> 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 Actually, technically, she did. She she sent me. So she's changed the um. She changed the um, emoji on our chat to the fucking shit, and, <laughs> and she just sent me a shit. So. <laughs> See, she should have kept it as the blue thumb because little does she know you hate that more than the shit emoji. Oh, fucking oath. <laughs> Mate. So, so the I listeners call... know that? What, what, the blue thumb? The, I the, hate The it, one man. thing to absolutely decimate Zach. Anyone listening <laughs> that, just that, does him undone. that has, has Zach on Facebook, send him a big blue thumb. He'll love oh, it. Oh, he Mate. fucking hates it. So like, I used to call... So he I, put I, me I... on blast for it the one time I did it. I never <laughs> oh, did it again. Yeah. Mate, same. It was rough. <laughs> I started calling a guy at work thumbs because um, I sent him, he was like, oh, you know, what shifts am I working this week or something, right? He texted me something and I replied back and he just sent back like a thumb like because we have um, the like Facebook normal for, people do. for business <laughs> and, I, and I was like, how dare you? So I just started calling him thumbs for fucking weeks. God, I hate it. Man, I'm going to go onto the site right now Who and change our logo you, to a blue thumb. God, it's just so passive aggressive, just... Say who hurt no you? It's Say, so okay. weird, isn't it? Say no worries. No, mate. I am not. The, I there is there's more of us. There are dozens oh. of us. Who <laughs> hurt you? Oh, the blue thumb can eat ass, uh, and not the way that KV used to like to. You used to. I'm pretty sure he still does. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't use the past tense there. No, yeah. Well, he still. He probably still does. Probably is right now. Um, hmm. All the he's not dead. Him. He's just moved on to bigger <laughs> and better things. <laughs> Uh, oh lord tasty fucking hell how are we all so bloody good yeah, yeah mate bad. doing all right absolutely all right. chipper my man yeah. nice nathan you sound a lot better than the last time i spoke to you bloody oath i've actually got a voice this time yeah, i know right mm. you love That's to hear people it. listen for oh yeah using your your entire ears I don't know the the gravel that you had in your voice. It, well, it was maybe it may have done things. Who knows? Mm. Not saying it did for me. Not saying it didn't. But it was mm. uh, it, it had its. It charm. was a treat to edit. <laughs> Here we Take go. Up now we're talking for the ladies. Look, not so much, not so much the best um, best source here, but uh, Daily Mail oh, has an article. Sake. Is this about Woke- the thumb? Yeah, it is. Woke Gen Z take offense at the thumb ups, thumbs up emoji because they see it as passive aggressive etiquette. Yeah, but you're a boomer. Yeah, but still dog. Not a zoomer. 
Also, Daily Mail is Sending hardly a, a source. Sending a passive-aggressive thumbs up to Gen Z. Daily Mail's a shit rag. But yeah, go on. No, it's like definitely a choice to uh, take from It was Daily either that Mail. or The Australian. I mean, there's heaps like well, this. I mean, they're about. literally owned by the same... <laughs> they are <laughs> the same company, but yeah. It's either Rupert Murdoch or Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> Okay, I don't fucking read the Australian, mate. So I'm not a fucking no. newspaper. And you're right. Don't and you're right to not Adams do so. Or, oh my god, I just dropped the fucking C bomb. <laughs> did he? <laughs> I did. I didn't hear it. Four That's minutes. the first one of the happen. year, isn't it? What's that? Nice. That's the first one of the year. Someone had to open up the floodgates, mate. You uh, should all get a free one now. So the so listeners never got to see it, but like. KV, like old Kieran, his eyes would light up as he was preparing to let one rip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't he? You could always tell. You could always He'd like tell. look into the I camera and drop it like a naughty child. If, if it was an episode that I wasn't on, I could hear the I could hear his grin when he said it like five times in a row for me to, for me to censor. He, he fucking charges it up. <laughs> Alright, let's get straight into it. Let's because it's probably gonna be a pretty relatively short ep this week. Not oh, you fucking cursed it, mate. I know I have. See you in two hours. Honestly. <laughs> um Games, eh? We like them. Uh Indeed. we play Do them. Do you even game, bro? Do you even actually I was going through um Open Critic the other day. Just through the old like the bum scores, and I was, uh, oh yeah, I might check out my like, um, was like, like, De- like Dead Alliance or something, like, uh, and it's yeah, Dead went Alliance. to went to do even gamebro.net, didn't even redirect to the new site. I was like, sweet, big red, <laughs> anyway. big um, red. who's been playing video games, eh? Oh, might have had uh, a double. What do we think? Mm. Yeah, I've uh, I've only had one love this. I suppose Fortnite because I was off last week, um, and I'm so happy to say that it's back after uh, a a rocky a rocky few years. We're Battlefield not 2042 about Fortnite? is oh, the okay, absolute yeah. shit. Everyone download it; it's free at the minute. I oh, must Game have um, fucking rules. Must have missed that invite that um, that you sent to play. because oh, c- you'd play Battlefield with me. Pull the other one. Don't GTFO, I... mate. Battlefield rocks at the moment. It's so good. Like it's, it feels like Battlefield again. It's finally it where me, it was meant to be two years ago. Oh, <laughs> it makes me so happy. Like the introduction of the classes, keeping the specialist abilities. Mm-hmm. It's just, ah, oh, so good. So, mm. so good. I so also have an, I have, I have one other piss off Zach, cause you're just going to talk shit about Battlefield. I have oh. one <laughs> other gaming related thing that I didn't play, but I introduced key to, which Ooh. is What Remains of Edith Finch. And she sat oh. down, she played Ooh. it in in one big sitting and absolutely fucking way? loved it. And yeah, I, just, I want to bring it up as often as possible because That's that terrific. game is absolutely fantastic. One of the best indie games ever made. Easy, do, hands down. Do you know that me and KV have matching what, what Remains of Edith Finch t-shirts? Do you really? We bought them together at PAX, yeah, at the Annapurna. That um, is exceptionally stand. cute. You know hmm. what? Is it really indie if it's by Annapurna? Nah, it's not. It's like in 2017. I'd I'd say nah, yes. Nah, nah. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. You, to be fair, to qualify to be indie for you, you have to be one ma- one guy that made it with fucking sticks and rocks in his backyard. And, and it has to be in a point his backyard. Click, no, right. in his bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
It has to be a point and click. Yeah. It, has to, it has to be a failed Kickstarter. <laughs> point and click. And one man dev show. And Polish. It has to be Polish as well. That's it. That's it. We fucking <laughs> shout out to the Polish. Big fans of the show. So that's it. If you um, want to win the well-played indie of the year, you know what the criteria is now. That's it, mate. That's it. Uh, but no, I was going to ask about Battlefield 2042 before I was rudely <laughs> cut off. Damn, that's so a mighty this... good um, flipping Scooby-Doo impression just there. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> so um, are you telling me that they've pretty much made Battlefield what Battlefield was before. Sorry, uh, Battlefield 2042. Like they've implemented all the systems and shit from the old games and now people just love it. I mean, also kind of yes, because, you know, if you consider Portal, right, it effectively is a greatest hits of Battlefield in a sense. It's, I'd say the core experience is more aligned with the, the older games now. So they've reintroduced classes um, and they've just fixed up how the game plays and feels. So it is, yeah, it's more like the, the, the old older ones, games. Yeah, so yeah it's we, a good mix of old and new. So when we played, what's the, excuse me, what's the big difference playing it? So Ooh. the when, when we Where played. Where do you start? <laughs> there are people seconds. playing it for starters. Yeah, well, and technical performance, like, is day and night as well. But they purely had, like, the specialists, like the hero shooter yeah, kind yeah, of aspect yeah, yeah. to it, yeah. and there were no classes. So they were all their individual things. So you had there to try no real... one of, like, 15. Yeah. the classes and there was... are again, because I've not so played class... Battlefield, like, old Battlefield for a long time. So there's medic, support, oh, right, assault, right, okay. and okay, yeah, okay. recon. So, yeah, they're the, they have different names throughout the years, but they're the... The, the core sure. four. Um, so yeah, when it first launched just specialist, there was no like team synergy because none of them really worked together. And it is a, it's a, a squad shooter at the end of the day, you meant to stick together, play the objective. So mm. that was just kind of thrown in the bin, but now they've reintroduced. Yeah, no, no, you're all about those kills, but now they've reintroduced classes. It's more about sticking with your squad, playing the objective and yeah, it just it feels like Battlefield again. Have they which is have they fixed the dyna- the dynamic weather? Uh, yeah, it's like so like much. in Battlefield. Yeah, like in Battlefield Four, it's not really a big deal. It's, so it's I there. It works. Have you know, good sir, that that game has not left my hard drive since we installed it that that very first time. Yeah, and every now and again, I boot it up. And I tried to play a game a couple months ago, but couldn't get a game. So turn crossplay on. Yep. Nah, I didn't want to die that much. Nah, it's really. It's not that noticeable. It really isn't. You, you are. I don't know what the magic trick is, what lever they've pulled, but at every leaderboard I see on Battlefield Twenty Forty Two, the console players are on uh, par with the PC players, and that very, is not normal. Very high aim assist, like insanely high i think it's got to be more and it's than fine that. like I, I think it's better that way but that's the that's the reason mm, potentially anyway everyone should play 2042 it's really fucking good sounds Thank like you. they've done the classic dice thing of releasing half a game and then fixing it yeah oh right sure yeah yeah there's no question there that's that's been their mo since what battlefield 4 but this was yeah. pretty bad <laughs> i wonder yeah. if that's um part of their plan Nah. Surely you wouldn't have thought so. Like, I mean, let's re- that let's game went. Some... Str- 
it went to the bargain bin pretty quick. Like I, I remember Adam Will 2, $5 copies less yep. than six months after release. And now the game actually has value again. Like you mm. you would be lucky to find those $5 copies because people They did the reverse anthem it. where they actually fixed it. Yeah. No, I just, I just wonder if, if that um, comeback, Model. that resurrection is, uh, you know, is like part of their marketing. I mean, I, would, I see I what would, you mean. Yeah. Like, like everyone's waiting for the second coming of Battlefield every time yeah. it comes out. Uh, but yeah, I, I hope you're wrong because that's a bit shit. No, I wouldn't have thought so. I, I don't think a company of that size would deliberately go out and release a fucking dog shit game. But it's also P- fair to, to assume that it, it it could have been a factor. You know, the conversation occurred at some point where they were quite happy to drop balls on release because that game was not great on release. No, um, I wonder if it's more like this game isn't ready. You know, or, you know, the devs are saying that this game's not ready. And they're like, fuck it. We'll just fix it, you know. Yeah. We'll, we've fixed it before. We'll fix it again. Exactly. And I'm saying it's not unreasonable to wonder if that conversation has occurred in some form. Mm. Executives well, that, being um, executives. Yeah. At some point, you got to get a return on in- investment, so... And the game isn't, like, charging out the ass for microtransactions or anything. It's basically just got a battle pass and that's yeah. it. It's pretty generous in giving out free content as well. You like get it's not, all the it's, maps and that for free. Yeah, absolutely. Game rules. Cool. Go play it. Cool. Uh, Nathan, what have you been playing? Not much. Not much. Been a busy little boy, but I have indulged one Resident Evil 4 remake. Uh, and it is the bee's knees. Uh, so having having read James's review, I wouldn't disagree on any point. Um, it really is that special. Like somehow they managed to catch like capture lightning in a bottle again and it i man i, I could i could fall I, over i want to play it so I'll be, bad i'll be I just, talking about it at the end of the year i just don't have the money for it at the moment and i want to play it so bad it is it looks so good. good do you reckon it's goatee material oh absolutely can, without uh, a doubt can, can a remake win Goaty? I mean, well, we all know it can because if RE2 won, well played. Well, the mate. funny thing is is it, it, <laughs> it, it has the similar beats but yet significantly is a very... Like uh, James said yeah. on last week's podcast that you could play Resident Evil 4 and the remake as two separate games. One doesn't override the other. Mm. He's, in, he's exactly right. I mean, the second half of, of Resi 4 remake is plays so substantially different to the original while still having the same familiar beats. Um, Have you it, finished it? it? Or whereabouts you up to? Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm a good ways into the castle. Yeah, same. Yeah. Same. And I'm loving it. Absolutely loving it. The game just hits oh. every mark. How good's the, the soundtrack um, is amazing. How good's the, the gunplay? Like like the heft like behind the gun. Oh my goodness. They've rebalanced all the weapons. The shot even the most basic shotgun feels like an absolute boomstick right from the get. Uh and the merchant? <laughs> Cockney bastard, isn't he? He's good. He actually yeah. calls um one of the shotguns, like a boomstick, when you um. Oh right. I think the second one, when you buy the second one from him, he refers to it as a boom. I think, yeah. I'll be singing that game's praises all year. It is funny though. I did forget just how corny of a motherfucker Leon is. These like mm. little one-liners, and they just appear out of nowhere. They're so cringe, but you just forgive it because the rest of the game is so highbrow, I suppose, in terms of its presentation. and Well, they've obviously, yeah, like they've kept some parts of it and obviously made him a bit more serious in others. So then but when he's he does, still hilariously yeah. dumb. Yeah. Um, and when he does have those lines, you're like... <laughs> you just, fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, nice. Uh, Adam, you've been also been playing Dredge. I have <laughs> been playing Dredge. Have and you? That game is absolutely magical. I oh have loved every second. It's it's really relaxing until it becomes night, and then it becomes extremely stressful. I'm extremely yeah, relaxing. <laughs> absolutely loving it. I think the presentation is gorgeous just like art style and audio design is brilliant and it's 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 great in its simplicity like the the actual fishing mechanic is super easy to understand um and get the the hang of and yeah the little narrative it's telling at least so far i'm pretty engaged with so absolutely loving it can't wait to play more solid jordan what are you been up to uh, the usual destiny, but also um, played a little bit of uh, Human Fall Flat because uh, a couple of friends are like, "Yeah, let's play that," and I was like, "All right, cool, whatever." And, what is uh, it? That was a, that's Humans a Fall Flat. Time. Never heard of it. It's a fun little game. It is good little physics-based puzzler. Kind and of the the, the the biggest puzzle is solving how to stop trolling your friends. Yeah. So, quick a descriptor for Zach and those not in the know. Did you want to go, Jordan? Uh, no, you can do it. You sound like you are. <laughs> I haven't nah, played uh, it in years, but my my recollection of it is basically like like you say, it's um the the I guess the levels are presented as a kind of maze, both vertical and otherwise, where you and a bunch of friends spawn into the start of this maze, and you'll have to jump and move around all these objects and hazards and obstacles and try and get to the finish line whilst you know dangling off one another and that it's on paper it sounds like the most bizarre thing and it's even weirder when you see it in motion but it is quite quite funny it has that kind of physics sensibility that games like gang beasts and that has i suppose Uh, shout out to gang beasts what a time yeah boy that's what it reminded me of the first time i played it 100 percent. nice it's a lot of fun it's very silly best with friends yep nice um Myself, just be a more Resi 4. Mm. Uh, and I also rolled credits on, well, again, on Broken Sword 2. Nice. Nice. Order. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> you get up three now? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go play three, but I've got a review game to play now. So, yeah. um, I'm curious to see if uh, three has aged well. Oh, I suspect it hasn't. No, nah, it looks... Um, not overly excited for it. It's not. I don't think it's got the same timelessness as the first two. Nah. Uh, I think once you move into that 3D territory, it can feel quite dated, quite easy. Yeah. I think it's um, no longer purely a point-and-click game either. No, I, I have not played two for like for quite a while. I completely forgot about that fucking puzzle at the end. With the, never, I don't think I've played much of beyond oh really? the first oh, hour or two. A puzzle, to be honest, there's a, there's a puzzle right at the end where um. Yeah, it just takes like, yeah, it just takes it takes too long. Like playing it um, recently, I was like, like nah, backtracking and shit. No, so you're actually um, you're in a room and there's a wall, and on the wall there's the uh, puzzle, you know, like the actual like the answer, right? So you got to line up the pictures on a on these two big wheels in the middle to reflect the 10 tiles on the wall. Actually, no, there's 14 tiles, but the 10 tiles. So, you know, one, one, the first picture might be like a hat and a shoe, for example, like, like 
then you've got to go, you've got to turn these wheels one at a time. To, so the hats on the you know, left, for, for example, and the shoes on the right, so they line up. Then you walk over, you push the tile, and it goes, yep, cool, that's the right thing. You go back and you do it to the next nine fucking diagrams. Just just takes a bit too long. But there's also some sounds a bit boring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but there's some good lines in that in that film, uh, film in that in that game. But uh, yeah, we'll move on to three at some stage and we'll talk about it. Uh, but that's pretty much all been planned. Also, more governs, uh, which is good fun. Good stuff. Good fun. Yay. Uh, Doco, so <laughs> no shout outs. We will have, let me just check this so I don't, I'm not breaking any embargoes here. Uh, we will have a review for Curse of the Sea Rats. By the yeah. time... It won't be up by the time this, <laughs> this review. It won't be up by the time this review, go, uh, this podcast goes out because it's actually later in the Friday night. But there you go. There will be a review for Curse of Sea Rats going up. That's all I will share. Oh, exciting little tantalising. Um, that's pretty much it, isn't it? For shoutouts, there's nothing else to bring up. All right, Adam, you want to talk about your wrestling review? I do. Old uh, WWE 2K23. It's been out for a little while now, so it's kind of old news, but I'll give you my thoughts anyway. Um, So I really very much enjoyed 2K22 last year. It was a bit of a return to form after the debacle that was 2K20 and then the arcade bullshit that was Battlegrounds. And I likened (laughs) in my review to um, a wrestler debuting and winning a big match and getting put over, but then needing to keep momentum going forward. Cause you see a lot of wrestlers burst onto the scene. They make a big statement and then they just kind of fizzle out. They don't keep that momentum going. And that's very much what 2k needed to do with 2k 23. It needed to build on what it did in 2k 22 and not just kind of fall into the trappings of, you know, becoming boring straight away. And luckily it smashed it. Game's great. Um, it, it very much, if you've played 2k22, it'll feel very similar. They haven't done like a complete overhaul like they did with last year. Cause it really, it just doesn't need it. Um, so all of the combat is very similar. The major change being, um, kick out, no longer a mini game of where you're just mashing the X button. You have to flick up the right stick at a certain time as a, a bar goes past, um, kind of emulating you actually kicking out. So that's a, a fun little addition but other than that it just feels a lot tighter all of the gameplay just is a bit smoother the animations are less clunky than last year matches just have a better flow to them Um, and obviously visually um, and in the audio sense it 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 looks and sounds a lot better as well Um, the changes or bigger additions this year the showcase mode which is like the career retrospective is on John Cena so there's 17 matches that you play through his career, um, but instead of playing as him, you play as his opponents beating him. Um, <laughs> going going off the little Cena wins lol kind of joke that goes through the the wrestling community. It's it's good. Um, it has the same thing that it did with Rey Mysterio last year, where it kind of 
John does a little breakdown of the match prior to um, in a little sound booth, and then you go ahead to play it. It doesn't have that throughout the matches anymore, though. It used to be that Ray would kind of give like commentary throughout the match about the match as it's happening, as you're playing through it. Um, it's kind it's, of cool. Yeah, this year they did away with that and you just get kind of generic rock track one. You don't get any commentary at all, so it feels a bit lifeless. It's still intercut with real-world footage of those matches to break it up a bit, um, but it just kind of falls a little flat because it doesn't seem to have the same sort of... I don't know, it doesn't feel as, as special as it did last year. Um, that is until you get to the end. There are some fun little surprises that I won't spoil here because they, they really are worth um, jumping into for yourself. Uh, outside of that, the uh, GM mode has had a massive overhaul. They've added in a whole bunch of um, advancements. They they did add to it periodically after release for 2K22, but this year it's just, it is a lot bigger. It can be up to four players. Um, there's a bunch of new uh, GMs that you can play as. You can book WCW now, which is fantastic. You can hopefully do better than they did in 2001, fingers crossed. Um, but there's now tag team championships, mid-card belts. There's a whole bunch of new matches that you can book. Um, so it's just there's a, a bevy of depth now. So whereas before it was kind of singles match, tag team match, and then just a few iterations of both, there's, there, yeah, there's a lot more to choose from and a lot more strategy at play, which is awesome to see. So it's a bit more like it, it used to be back in the day. Um, and the last thing is the My Rise mode, which is kind of akin to the career mode, uh, is actually worth playing this year, which is pretty great because the storylines are a bit more engaging. There, there's still some cringy writing, obviously. It's WWE. You're not going to escape that. Um, but there are two. Uh, there's the legacy and the lock. There's two storylines that you can play through. One is you're coming in as the son or daughter of a WWE legend and you have to live up to their name. Um, and the other one is you've made your way through the indies, you've made a big name for yourself, and then you're coming to WWE with, like, a chip on your shoulder. They both have completely different storylines. They're, like, maybe four or and a half hours long each, um, so it's actually a bit longer than I was expecting. But genuinely, the writing is decent enough to get you through. Like, it's, it's pretty self-referential and it's pretty self-aware which is refreshing because WWE usually kind of likes to keep kayfabe alive and think they're the best wrestling promotion about. But yeah, it's as a fan, I think people will, will really enjoy it. But yeah, overall, I think Showcase was a bit lifeless. Some of the character models feel a little bit dated. You can see where they've put more effort into some than others. Um, outside of that, though, I had a really, really good time and I gave it an 8.5. No sign of our snow? No Al Snow, no head either. It's um, it's a real rough X-Pac? year for... X-Pac is in the game. I think he's as six because it was from his WCW days, but he is in the game. There you go. No, um, no test that? either, sorry. What's Someone that? that hasn't followed wrestling in 20 years. Zach, I yeah. know, yeah, trying to catch him <laughs> up. Sorry, Eddie Guerrero is dead. I hate to, tell, hate to break that, it to you. What's um, the group that uh, X-Pac was in? NWO or nah, after that, after that, Degeneration X is what you're nah, after. After that, after that, <laughs> fucking X. Oh, what was it? Yeah, see, X. It was shit. He was terrible. It was with Albert uh, and X Con Uvitia. Oh my god. Nah, it wasn't that, bro. Was it X Force? X Force. It was a terrible marble. stable. <laughs> you're, 
Mate, that's yeah. a deep cut. Hey. We'll better find that out. X Factor. X Factor, there you go. Fucking Ooh, shit stable, I'm sorry to tell you, mate. TNA, remember then? Your mate fucking the Godfather. I do remember TNA. And, um, he was also in Right to Censor. He was a lot better in Right to Censor. We need to move on because you're going to get me down a rabbit hole that I will not be able to get out of. Stephen Richards, mate. All the all the, all the Stevie guys, Richards, absolute legend. BWO, what a man. Oh, wrestling sucks. Um, right, <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm kidding. Nah, it's all right. Uh, what else on Doco here? What have we got? He got me. Nathan, do you want to talk very quickly? Give us like two minutes about <laughs> Keylight. Yeah, guys. So, uh, Elgato Keylight, one of my latest reviews that's gone up. What do you need to know? Well, you probably need to know what a Keylight is. So Elgato do a lot of products for, uh, I guess, the streaming sphere, like uh, video capture cards, etc. They've put out a Keylight. As I say, what's a Keylight? A Keylight is a source of light. Um, in this instance, a relatively small form factor LED panel that's mounted to a telescopic pole, which will you will clamp onto a desk. There is no stand or tripod, just a desk clamp. And this light provides a basically um, a single source of truth when it comes to light. So this is a kind of light that will be able to wash a subject in a kind of clear, even shine. It's fantastic for things like uh, chroma keying a green screen, and um, yeah, making you look, I guess, a little bit nicer than you would if you're just relying on the ceiling lights of your homely little dungeon. So what what did we think of the key light? Well, I really liked the fact that it had a small form factor. Uh, a funny thing, it, it also comes with a bunch of travel adapters. So I suggested that this, with its small form factor, makes this quite a nice uh, option for folks that maybe stream or do web uh, sort of sort of like camera content or something by their desk, on the go. I suspect that's a small cohort, but good for them nonetheless. Very easy to control via an app control panel available on Windows or whatever other device you're on. That's basically just a warmth slider, as this is a white light, as well as a like brightness volume slider. So all very basic, all very functional, uh, works exactly as it says on the box. Good build quality, no issues there, easy setup. Um, just found that uh, yeah, a little limited in the fact that it is a desk mount only and so it is really only going to appeal mostly to that streaming cohort which I said was a kind of a shame because I, th- I feel like a light this good robust and small could get a lot more varied use for a lot of other people but they would need to come up with a solution for that clamp How all much? in all very happy uh, two one ninety nine RRP dollars yeah, look, it is on the pricier spectrum. You can certainly get key lights for half that price and then some. I think what differentiates this is, A, the brand Elgato. They are a little pricey, I suppose, as well as the fact that this is a Wi-Fi-enabled light. So you can... Right. I, I've played mm, pranks right. on April where I've been fucking around with this light while I'm at work and she's working from home and it sends her into a tizzy. She fucking hates it. So, you know... You, you, <laughs> Worth you, the price of mission there alone. Exactly right. You pay for the prank. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Elgato Keylight. Honestly, you just sold me Is it worth that. the cost? That's your call. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah, right. Oh, very, very nice one. Very nice one. Nice one. True. Uh, you can read the review on the website. Go check it out if you want to buy a Keylight. There, uh, I'll talk very, very quickly about my nights of last week. Was I here last week? No, I was here last week. 
Um, but I went and hung out with a bunch of cool kids at the AFL 23 launch party at Fortress in Melbourne. Got to play AFL 23, which was not um, advertised, though it became quite apparent uh, leading up to the event that that, that was probably going to take place. Um, AFL game, eh? Mm, no, love everyone, it. Everyone's super keen to hear this. Uh, look, you know, it is what it is. Uh, it's it's no, it's not going to be your FIFAs and your NBAs. It's, the sport itself has challenges that makes it hard to turn in, into a game and that's going to be, you know, the same here. Uh, I think it plays better than the previous games. This is based on like about 20 minutes of hands, hands on time. Um, probably one of the most exciting things is actually seeing the AFL actively involved in the promotion of this game because the previous couple of games they've kind of not really given a shit about. Um, I think Evo 2, was it Evo 2 or Evo 1? can't remember, but it just kind of just dropped. It was just like, hey, yeah, that game's out now. Um, like, you know, so this, you know, this is actually them putting on like a fancy night. It was pretty, it was pretty fancy. There was red carpet. There were players there and that was good. It was a good night and uh, they've, the CEO of Big Ant, he spoke at the event and basically alluded to the fact they're doing like a legends kind of thing and potentially ultimate team. And then that was confirmed kind of over the weekend that they are doing like an ultimate team kind of mode called star team. Um, so yeah, if you're into all that and you like AFL, I think it'll be good fun. Good fun. Can you play as Jason Ackermanis? I was just about to fucking start. Can you beat, can you play as Brendan Favola? Well, if they do this Legends thing, I reckon you probably could. Can you play as Love at Murray? Nah, he's not a legend, bro. Oof. He's in the hearts of well played. <laughs> he Jesus. was a solid contributor. Let's just put it, let's put it that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but yeah. I'm... I think it's going to have this problem. I mean, and we'll probably talk more about this when we do, when I do the review, but it's going to have that problem where people expect, you know, X amount of quality when it's just not made with that kind of budget. Uh, Ross did talk, yeah. Ross, who's the CEO, he did say that this has got the biggest budget of any AFL-made, uh, Aussie-made sports game by a huge amount. Like, I fucking hope so. Have you seen inflation lately? Um, like ginormous amount more like it's um so and you can see like like the player models look really good like the presentation looks great um the gameplay is where people <laughs> might um have issues but the build that we played was kind <laughs> of uh he kind of said it, it was a bit of a frankenstein build like on the night just to kind of give people and media like a bit of a taste and this is where it's beneficial he says with his nose up in the air um, to let media sort of play these these things rather than the general public because obviously if you read the comments and stuff, the general public are just kind of tearing it to pieces a little bit whereas, you uh, you know, in our position, you kind of go into a, an event like that knowing that it's not finished. They're still, Open mind. you know, they're still busting their asses, you know, in the lead up to launch. So, and they said that, you know, that bunch of shit they've, that's uh, in this build is being balanced and tuned and all that. But yeah, 
April 13 is when that game comes out. Um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Nice. I'm excited. So, speaking of that, let's go talk about Jorts. So, that's one of my Jort games for April uh, would be, yeah, April 23 on April fucking, bleh, April, oh, I can't talk. April 23 on April 13. Uh, the other games I'm keen for, spoke about it last week, which was Bramble the Mountain King. That is April 27, late April. Uh, keen for that. That's at uh, Nordic uh, Fairy Tale, spooky little one where he plays the child. Then there's also the last case of Benedict Fox, which is coming the same day, April 27. I think it's Game Pass from memory. Maybe don't hold me to that, but I believe it's Game Pass. Um, Dead Island 2, April 21. I'm, I'm keen to, to play the full thing and just beat the shit out of zombies. Some more. Uh, Curse of the Sea Rats is a game I backed on Kickstarter, which we spoke about just, just before. Um, that's April 6. So I'm keen to finally get that. And there's also one other game. I should have really should have written this down. I think I did write them down. Um, oh, there's Sherlock on April 11, but there was another game. Maybe that's not. Anyway, that's pretty much my jorts for April. Nice. Tight. Adam. Yes, hello. I've only got a few, but exciting as they are. Um, I've got a passing interest in Minecraft Legends. I didn't until they showed off the gameplay for it, and it actually looks like a bit of a blast, so I reckon I'll get around that. Don't know for how long, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm keen to at least jump in and give it a tickle because it does look like a good bit of fun. Um, Zach, I'll get around Dead Island 2 as well. Your preview didn't do anything to dissuade me and it gave me a few little things to look forward to as well. Um, I'm keen to just kind of turn my brain off and you say that like it was a bad zombies. preview. No, sorry, like so just sorry, there's sorry, not like bad, not like a bad, but like, like negative, negative. Yeah. No, no, no. Pretty... Like you were, you were keen enough on it mm. and I, that, that's all I need from the game. I just, I need something to jump in and kill zombies. I'll be happy with that. Um, but the big one for me is Star Wars Jedi survivor in, in April, very keen to see where old Cal Kestis has ended up five years on from Fallen Order. Uh, and yeah, the little gameplay tweaks that they've hinted at in trailers have me uh, very tight in the jorts. Very nice. Jordan, what are you, what are you, Jordan, what are you keen for? What am I for my Jordan? Uh, mm. uh, well, first up is uh, Everspace 2. Never played the original, but I relatively recently played the demo for Everspace 2 and I was like you know what this is good enough you know I just want a space game a single player space game to play most of them suck um, I know that um, our mates playing that at the moment or is keen on keen on it you don't know who our mate is do you uh, uh, I know I, I think I know who you're talking about it's my favourite uh, my favourite Ninja Turtle yeah yep, nice yep yep Um, uh, then i also have you know the obligatory star wars or as i like to call it star trek for for adam's sake Mm, thank you (laughs) you're welcome mate uh and then minecraft because well minecraft legends because i'm a big minecraft fan nice very nice i don't know why i said that so like energetically um Nathan, what are you what are you excited for? 
Whoa, I'll have to zip through these because it's another month filled with interest and prospect. So starting from the top, April 4, Grim, sorry, <clears throat> Grim Grimoire once more. Uh, this is a, I want to say a remake slash re-release of a PS2 Vanillaware game. Vanillaware, Odin Spheres, 13 Sentinels. <laughs> Um, very highly stylized uh, 2D games. Looks neat. Next one there, Process of Elimination. It's a obligatory uh, visual novel for the month, April 11. Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection, something that I got very excited for when it was initially announced. These are games I loved playing on the Game Boy Advance back in primary school. That collection is coming out on the April 14th. Following that shortly is Minecraft Legends on April 18, as we've said. Like the other guys, I'm very keen to see where this goes. The glimpses of, of gameplay we've seen look very exciting, and I've always been partial to Minecraft. Dead Island 2, for the reasons already given, just I, very highly appeals to me. A game like that where I can, as, as Adam said, switch brain off and just hack and slash. I'm easy to please in that regard. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp. This was probably my most anticipated game of last year that just kept slipping, kept slipping, and we finally got a release date, April 21, same day as Dead Island 2. Again, great games on the Game Boy Advance. A couple of my faves right there. Repackaged, ready to go. I think that's going to blow some socks off. As we near to the end there, another one coming out is Trinity Trigger. Once again, another JRPG, or should we call it Japanese role-playing game. I don't know if it's racist to say JRPG after Big Ralph went to Japan and got blasted for it, but <laughs> the internet is wondering. Did you hear about that, Zach? I didn't know it was him, but I... I it saw, was him. I saw all the... <laughs> if you've seen discourse online about, oh, calling it an RPG out of Japan, a JRPG is racist... Uh, that's because old mate Ralph got absolutely fucking called out by the uh, producer of Final Fantasy 16. Good <laughs> <laughs> he, he mentions it in his um, in his video preview as well. He does. He does own up to it. So he, t- he takes it quite humbly. Yeah, he does. He, he yeah. takes it quite humbly. Uh, no, but, uh, I, 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 yeah, I definitely saw the headlines. Uh, and it, like that, that headlines. spilled out as big news. Yeah, and that, that all started from him. Our big boy. Yeah. It's getting getting exclusives. Yeah. He's creating the exclusives. Yeah, by just getting absolutely spanked by a Japanese man. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, rather than be like, um, I don't sign an NDA unless it's exclusive to me. He just makes his own exclusive with the same NDA. That's it. Else. Oh, that yeah, fucking just, guy just, annoys me, man. Not, not, <laughs> not the. Uh, the Rand, I'm gonna I'm gonna take this out of context and just send it to Ralph. Uh, Sorry, hey, Ralph. <laughs> Tommy Henderson, man, he fucking shits me up a wall. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so uh, an <laughs> RPG of the Japanese flavour Trinity Trigger coming out from Marvelous Can't remember what these folks do But the game looks pretty damn nice I'm easy to play So that is April 25 And we're about to hit the end Honkai Star Rail This is the new game coming from the Genshin Impact guys It's got a turn-based combat system this time I'm very excited to get in on the ground floor And see what this has to offer Because it looks very cool so far That is April 26 And of course the last case of Benedict Fox As Zach mentioned April 27 This looks like an absolutely bonkers Metroidvania With a winning art style Then last but not least so I was Jedi Survivor, April 28. Uh, nothing I need to add here. It looks like Adam has said all we need to know. It's more Star Wars Jedi. Have you, 
Sorry, did you play the demo for Benedict Fox? I don't think you did, did you? I didn't, no, no. I saw a I saw a little gameplay at a recent showing mm. some point late last year and I was like, that that's all I need to see. I'm in. I'm sold. Mm. That looks brilliant. Yeah, I played a little bit of one a few weeks ago. It's very cool. Very, very... And the, yeah, the art that, styles. That's a game that wears its appeal on its sleeve. Yeah. Um, it looks neat. Hey. Um, all right. So, news, and James is not here to do the news, so how devastating. Uh, all right, so Ubisoft has pulled out of E3. Yikes. Yikes. Is absolutely in pieces. It's rough. Uh, it's a rough one. So, I think they're the only publisher that had, had actually confirmed attendance prior, yep. I think. Or, or major on. publisher, sorry. Um, and now there's no one. Yeah. Uh, they must be... I feel a bit sorry for them, a little bit. It's only a matter of time till Microsoft acquires them. <laughs> it's really... It's uh, upsetting. It, it depends as, if Sony allows that to happen or not. Huh. As someone who, like... I remember, you know, not so long ago, back in high school, college days, I would get like little to no sleep over E3 days because I just, you know, sit up and watch the, the PlayStation and Xbox showcases. And it was a big marquee event and not to, not to get, get all poor me, but I was saying to a mate earlier today that it was a goal of mine since I was a kid that I, when it was back when it was just a press event, I was like, one day I want to go to a, an E3 as press. It'll be awesome gonna head to the states get to be on the show floor rub shoulders whatnot and nowadays where i'm semi in a position where that could realistically be something that could happen it's it's in tatters and it's a a shadow of its former self so from a personal perspective it's it's really sad to see it it go but i mean the writing's been on the wall for a long old time what you're saying is this is actually your fault it is yep i tanked e3 I don't know, man. I, I say cry me a river. I mean, when, when I was in primary school, I was cut up that I was never going to be able to go to E3 and become a booth babe. That was the news that killed me. <laughs> and here you are, mate. <laughs> nah, look, a bit of perspective. My dreams were crushed long ago. A bit of perspective. I, was, I all of a sudden feel uh, a bit better about the situation. So you should. Um, I never get, I'm never going to be able to get my kid off for Microsoft, and that's a real shame. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, no, so yes. No, I kind of agree with you. Um, yeah, those, Thanks, man. Those E3, <laughs> E3 mornings were um, a good time. A bit fucking bullshit with the time, but, you know, uh, you know looking back, mm. you know, they, were, they were fun. Uh, all right. We've spoken about AFL Star Team. That's just the AFL's, uh, AFL 23's version of Ultimate Team. Uh, you can see, you can read that on the website with the card designs there, if that's what you're into. Multiverses. Now, I didn't realize this wasn't actually out, like oh, properly released. Yeah, yeah it's in. Technically, I think they well, they called it an open beta. Yeah, so they this did, is the part that I which is makes about. me cynical. Yeah. So it's yeah because I thought it was early access, which is the whole point, you know. But no, uh, it was it an open out. beta that they sent to press to review. And then they're going to take it down to then launch it in six months' time. It's it's a it's a bit rough this one. 
You say six months time. I thought I was reading reports that it was slated for minimum, 2024. Minimum six months time. So it's it'll be Ugh. taken off the like storefronts, I think, on April 4th. And then you won't be able to play it sometime in June. And then it won't be going into full launch until at least sometime in 2024. Jeez. So is this going to tank on launch? <clears throat> Maybe. Well, the game is really solid. It is It is good. It, it's been dead for a while, though. It has, and this ain't going to help. Unless they come, like, out of the gate swinging with, like, a metric shitload of content and they market the shit out of it, I, I can't mm. see it lasting very long after release. Imagine if they made the levels interesting, if that was one of their big things for Dude, full release. Dude, so boring and bland. They're just platforms. That's it. No life, yeah. no love. Mm. I, I I think there are arguments to be made for both styles of levels, like the really extravagant ones as well as the simple ones. Simple ones are great in a competitive sense, but that should not be the entire basis of all your levels. For I don't they're think they're actually identical. Yeah, I don't think they need to be mechanically like too overwhelming for you to to be able to focus. They're just, just fucking, fucking boring. <laughs> like they're just really really bland. Yep. Yeah. Shout outs. So the devs there. Uh, so Zelda people are going to be very excited because Tears of Hell the Claw yeah. has probably been... It'll, it'll be out by now, yeah, I think? Yeah, it's yeah. tomorrow morning at, at yeah. 1, so Gameplay. well and truly. But also, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next week. Didn't uh, that look great? Oh, and hell I'll, yeah. I'll go, I'll go again in case it was shit. Didn't that look disappointing? And then Jordan, if you just take a punt and scrub one of those out, mate. Cheers. Jordan um, probably... I'll, I'll do the wrong one so like Foaming people think it's shit and then when they watch it they go what the fuck is Adam talking about this is great thanks mate cheers cheers yeah, anytime uh, so some quick things uh, The Lords of the Fallen is now called Lords of the Fallen which is what the original game was called and it's just fucking why it's, it's in case you didn't get enough Lords of the Fallen with Lords of the Fallen but you're keen for Lords of the Fallen it's so is... annoying yeah whatever um <laughs> That's so that's there's a technical test. Sorry, there's a, a technical showcase trailer. It's set for release this year still. So we'll um yeah we'll see what happens with that one. Uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment has won Metacritic's Game Publisher of the Year for 2023. This is based on our reviews. Uh, so Moran, you uh, personally and individually helped uh, Sony Sony I- win. I actually found that whole thing really interesting because if you look at Bandai, they had a really, really average year despite having the game of the year, which just goes to show you can't put all your eggs in one basket. <laughs> you kind of need to make your whole repertoire not shit. Yeah. Well, it's it, it, this is also a little bit... It's based on how many games you release as well, I think. So yeah, it, yeah. it's not quite like... I don't know. It seems a bit an odd way to work it out because Microsoft only had four games, I think, four games last year, uh, including Pentium, which scored really, really high, but because <clears throat> they didn't have the five games, which is the, the, the minimum, they didn't they, rank at all. They make a and, cut, yeah. and they and they won it last year, uh, from memory. But um top ten was Sony Interactive Entertainment, Paradox uh, Paradox Interactive was number two. They had games like uh Crusader Kings three and Victoria three. Uh, apparently just make games that are three calls apparently. Uh, Activision (coughs) Blizzard came in third. Focus Entertainment fourth. Uh, Take-Two Interactive fifth. 
Capcom 6, Sega 7, Annapurna Interactive 8, Humble Games 9, and Devolver 10. I can't believe an indie publisher got a got up to oh, true indie de- publisher. Bloody Devolver. I think, I think it's cool that um, Humble beat <laughs> Devolver, but like my big humble love last year was uh, Signalis. Like that game was amazing. Mm. You did, uh, you did love that. Um, the big jumpers. Are they right in right in this article? Oh, sorry. Uh, so yeah, focus jump from seventeenth to fourth. And then take two, 27th to 5th. Uh, Huge. The, the ones that wow. fell the most. And I only had a quick sort of scroll, but this is what I kind of noticed with the, with the bigger ones. Uh, Bandai went from 7th to 24th, and Ubi, Uncle Ubi went from uh, 19th to 38th. So. Yikes. Weren't in the top 10, nearly fall out of the whole thing. So, good year for the French. <laughs> Uh, Elden Ring now has ray tracing on PS5, Xbox Series X, and PC. Cool. Uh, uh, ray trace shadows and global illumination, not reflections. Because there's a very big difference there. Fucking hell. This headline's a bit, bit, bit misleading then, isn't it? Who wrote that? <laughs> no. Um, speaking of Ninja Turtles from before, there's a AAA. From like oh, half an hour ago. <laughs> no, you got to keep up. Remember that time? You know, he's actually yeah. referring to an earlier podcast. That's it. <laughs> I actually bought uh, Ninja Turtle socks. Two pairs on the weekend. Just nice. Just, nice. Thanks. Um, so Paramount Global has revealed that a AAA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game is in development based on the popular The Last Ronin graphic novel. Uh, speaking with Polygon, Paramount Global Senior Vice President for Games and Emerging Media, Doug Rosen, do you know, actually, pause, sidebar, at work when I answer the phone, I go, blah, 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 Zach speaking. I always get uh, mistaken for Doug all the time. Um, there you go. I got called Rodney today. Someone heard Nathan and just kept calling me Rodney. I've never heard that before. <laughs> that was I don't even look like a Rodney, but there you go. What a, you do look, look, I think you look like a little, little bit like a Rodney. Do I? What a name, Rodney. Imagine calling your Big child, Rod. like like giving birth to a child in the 90s and calling it Rodney. Like that has to cons- constitute some form of child abuse. Um, uh, uh, so this is a new third-person action RPG, uh, not to be confused with the JRPG, based on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles of Last Ronin. It's in development by an unnamed studio. Maybe it's Naughty Dog's new game. We'll never know. We, we, we probably will when it comes out. Uh, during the interview, old mate, old mate Dougie, Claim that the AAA title will be authentic to the story of the Last Ronin. Uh, for those unfamiliar, the Last Ronin is a novel, uh, sorry, a graphic novel written by Kevin Eastman, Peter Laird, and Tom Waltz, and is set after an apocalyptic event leaves New York decimated and ruled by the Foot Clan. Oh no! With only one of those, <laughs> with only one of the four fighting brothers still alive. Rip. I don't think it's my mate. I think it's big uh, Leo. Is it? Hey, 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 hey. Well, I didn't say. Oh, mate, I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, the picture won't tell you. It's a, it's not the, the right coloured bandana. Boy, this is fucking, it. we won't get into that. This is exciting news because The Last Ronin yeah. is an absolute cracker of a graphic novel, five-part series that came out a few years ago that's, yeah, it's completely different to pretty much any other TMNT story that they've told and I think it would lend itself exceptionally well to be adapted into a video game so it's exciting question for you do you want a graphic novel style 
uh, visual style. Fuck yeah, absolutely. I think that would be really, really rad. Especially for the turtles. I feel like they deserve that treatment in the big the AAA turtles space. have, yeah, that, that game we played last year. They've uh, eaten well the last couple, the last couple, haven't they? Shredder's Revenge is a fucking banger. That game slaps. Who does it slap? It's right in the face with a big cool. pizza. I don't think there was any, there was no, um, no further details on that. So, nah, um, not yet. <sighs> Aliens Dark Descent has got a June 20 release date. So the game from Focus Entertainment and someone else. It is coming to PS5, PS4, Series X, and S, Xbox One, and PC on June 20. That was revealed during the Summer Games Fest, Summer Game Fest, last year. It's a real-time tactical action game set in the Alien universe, featuring an original story. It will see a team of colonial Marines that have crash-landed on the planet Leth. I think is Lethy. Sure. Uh, forced to investigate. Uh, uh, God. Forced to investigate and battle through a horde of xenomorphs. Sounds Nathan, like you've got to be around type. this, surely. This, I this... certainly am. After the fact that that last Aliens game, whose name eludes me, was actually not too Isolation? bad. Isolation? Or uh, Fire Team Elite. Well, Isolation as well. Like I, I've actually enjoyed the past few outings with the Aliens games, and yeah. controversially, I did have fun with the Colonial Marines game. <laughs> Isolation. You, you um, can have fun with a bad game. Ah, oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I went into it with the full mindset that this is not going to be a great game and did have fun with it in that context. But you and I played Fireteam Elite for, for a hot minute and it was a grand Better time. than it. Yeah, yeah, yeah but better than I thought it was going to be for sure. Absolutely. So I'm optimistic. So, yeah, looks like a good time. A uh, couple of <clears throat> other juicy bits of info, of news here, sorry. Uh, Venom's voice actor accidentally <laughs> may have let the release window for Spider-Man 2's... Let the spider out of the bag. Um, he loaded up. So uh, Tony Todd, who's the Venom voice actor in the game or the movies? Yeah, no, nah, in the game. Yeah, I was going to say, it can't be the movies because... No, nah, for the game. Boy. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, cool. So he responded to a thread on Twitter... Uh, actually, it was, it was in, in his own thread, sorry. He responded to somebody's comment. Uh, looks like September when they were talking about when it would be uh, released. So, uh, oops. He then had a follow-up tweet that was really funny, more or less saying, like, I don't even, I don't know what Spider-Man is. What are you even talking about? I don't know. So he clearly had a big slap on the wrist and played it off very coy, but... Like, yeah. like a naughty child, yeah. Yeah, it very but, much so. It was very funny. But I think... I think um, um, that was that. This is well. This is news, but it's not like that much of a su- of a surprise that it's coming late no. this year. No, it lines up with the the last few bits and pieces we've heard about it yeah. as well. So I think, based on what we know, Sony are working on, this yeah. is probably the next cab off the rank. I would have thought. Also, a big release from Sony in September or October. I mean, big fucking surprise there, isn't it? Mm. Shocked. So, a uh, big game was released. So, uh, Adam, you're not the only one to play a big 2K game uh, or talk about that, but we've got Lego 2K Drive. Worst fucking name for a game ever. Yeah, well, I shit, thought this is. was... Does it have anything to do with... Yeah, it does. It's 2K. Uh, at first, I was like, is this 
just the name of it, but but it sounds like like Two K Drive sounds like it's an established series, and it's like a Lego version of it. It's not. This nah, is looks... the first Two K Drive game. Fucking dog shit name. Hate it. Um, so Lego Two K Drive I mean, is not wrong. Uh, from 2K, as you might have guessed, and the Lego group, uh, it is an open-world racer coming to the consoles and the PCs, well, the singular PC, or not, whatever, uh, on May <laughs> 19. Uh, it is the first partnership between these two games. It's developed by Visual Concepts, the team behind the wrestling game and the basketball game. Fuck, they're, bu- they're busy, eh? Uh, and will feature a single-player story as well as co-op and competitive multiplayer options that allow for two-player split-screen and six-player online play. I hope they have predatory microtransactions, Fuck otherwise I feel left out. If Players only will... we had an article describing what kind of microtransactions there will be. Well, let's just jump straight to that then, shall we? Because What's the point of a microtransaction <laughs> if it isn't predatory, though? What's the point of 2K making a game if it's not going to have... Great transaction. So, Lego 2K Drive mm. keeps revealing less than thrilling monetization details from uh, the old neighborhood friend, Ash Whaley. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's Spider-Man now, I guess. <laughs> no, no, that, no, that's friendly neighborhood. No, he's more neighbor. Spider-Boy, but yeah, neighborhood um, friend. Uh, geriatric spider. So, uh, however, so he was just having a bit of a of a bit of a search around and a bit of a gander. Uh, he keeps finding new information here and he uh, he's found out that this game is going to feature a shit ton of monetization uh, mechanics so you're going to have a live service model battle pass in-game uh, premium currency store pre-order exclusive shout outs to those oh can we talk about pre-order ex- exclusive just in a sec collector's editions exclusive mm-hmm. two tiers special editions blah, blah 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 I mean it's a 2k game if you don't expect yeah, it's all the yeah. buzzwords under the sun. This stuff, but um, did I read somewhere that PlayStation Horizon? had a yeah PlayStation had a pre-order bonus for a DLC for a fucking DLC? It's that's disgusting. Im- that's impressive. <laughs> that's Im- what's the um what's the DLC? Oh, sorry, what's the bonus? Uh, it's like a it's like a a bow or a skin or something. But regardless, it's for scorched. Uh, I don't know. Burning Shores? Burning Shores, that's it. And, yeah, you, it's like the, the same shit you get any other time you pre-order something. It's just it's, like it's, a bit of exclusive content. I, I find it very appropriate that the most Ubisoft game in their portfolio is the one that has a pre-order bonus for DLC. But, like, that's taken the piss, isn't it? To have a pre-order exclusive for a DLC? Like, that's gross. I learned when looking at um, The Last of Us Part 1 on PC that there's like a deluxe package for it that has like a bunch of boosters that you get in the game normally, but they give it to you straight away. It's like, why the fuck would you offer that? Well, I think You're they, basically uh, just I think they do it pay to win for it. Didn't they? I, I don't know if they did it for the... Um, you got like the, the PS5 you got like version. the shotgun. I don't know if it was a shotgun, but you, know, you, get something, you get something like a little bit early kind of thing. Um, I feel like that's not... Overly that uncommon. But speaking of that, I'm glad you brought it up because I was about to talk about this. Do you find it slightly odd that there's been no reviews for the PC release of that game? When does it release? Surely it's tomorrow. isn't it early April? Tomorrow. Is it tomorrow? Oh yeah. shit. At least on hmm. Steam it says this game unlocks in approximately four hours. 
as of recorded. As far as I'm aware, and I've spoken to some big dogs, no one has got it yet. <laughs> Interesting. Doesn't bode well. Well. It's very different considering that they were really like keen on getting codes out for Returnal. Mm. I was going to say, most of the other PC ports have been pretty liberal with codes. Yeah, so that's very, very early. I'm wondering if I just maybe don't care about reviews as much for this because it's still a relatively new game. I don't, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm wondering if it has to do with the tech side because like The Last of Us and Naughty Dog are their baby in terms of tech. Mm. So I wonder if there's some funky business going on because like none of not all of their ports have been perfect. Like Horizon Zero Dawn was bang average, if not bad, on release uh, for PC. Is Uncharted on PC? Also, you'd think Sorry, that um, uh, I don't know about PC. Uncharted, but lost, lost legacies. Sorry, the legacy. No, no, no. no, no like I, I don't know about the reviews. I, I know. Um, I thought Uncharted Four might have been on PC, but it's not. Because it just lost legacy. I thought it was both. No, it's Legacy yeah. of Thieves. Sorry, is what I meant. Yeah. Ah, okay, yep. Yeah, right. Um, mm, yeah, so I'm very, very surprised that they have not given codes yet. So, I mean, they did do that little delay a couple of weeks ago or a month ago or whatever it was. So maybe she's uh, not running that hot. She might be a little cooked. Might be. Terrific game. Might be. What do you rate better, that or RE4? I'm so stuck on that, man. I genuinely don't know. They are a pair of piece. They, I'm living the best of both worlds. The Last of Us Part 1 was the best game I'd played this year, and now I'm playing Resident Evil 4. I'm like, oh, it might be a little bit better. I am playing Resi 4 on Hardcore, and I played Last of Us on the mm. Grounded or whatever it was, and they're, they're both just brilliant at their hard difficulties. How intense brilliant. and overwhelming does it get sometimes in RE4? Yeah, but yeah, it's still nine times out of ten gives you the tools and yeah. ability to just survive, and it's so thrilling. Yeah. Um, did you kill the chainsaw guy? Yeah. Well, not the first one, no. Spoilers, mate. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, that first village scene was intense. intense. Oh, I loved it. Didn't die. Did you die? No. Nah. James did, though. Sweet. What a little bitch. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much the same words I said. All right, let's uh, let's go to the off-topic show because we're nearly there. Be, like, like I said, shorter, shorter, shorter app this week. Not I'm with, impressed. Uh, big, big mouth James yeah. is not, right. not here. Here you go, mate. No, 30 minutes, off you go. All right, let's start now. What can we waffle about on off-topics? Um, well, you and I are going to waffle about the same thing. Oh, are we? Yeah. JW4? Uh, Yep. Oh yeah, Johnny Wick Four, baby. How good? T- tell me it's good. Give me series the... best. Oh, I don't know if I agree with that, but it's 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 very good. Okay, if, if I can leverage that position, I'll say best of the best of the th- sequels. I really like number two. I really quite like number number two. You wouldn't rate four over two? Oh, man, I like them all. I really want to go watch four again. I'm Four is such an iterative masterpiece, yeah, and, and it kind of wiped out the third film, which I didn't like anyway. So I was happy. Yeah, right. Like you genuinely could skip the third film, and you would oh, yeah, miss yeah, almost yeah, nothing. Yeah. Um, I really like <clears throat> that they kind of. I mean, they've known for a while, but it's Buddy used it, it very well. It kind of feels like a bit like Fast and Furious now. Like they know. Oh, did like, yeah. yeah. I like, actually thought that watching it. Yeah, like they know. It like, just what keeps it is. raising the stakes. Yeah. Like, it's just absurd, but 
Yes. You just can't look and away. they lean, they fully yeah. lean into it this time like around and have fun reasons. with it. Yeah, uh, it's not. This is not not a spoiler, but this is for Adam. I mean, well, it's for Jordan as well. If you if you're going to go see it, but there's a sequence. There's a Hotline Miami inspired sequence. Oh, yep. Ooh. And it is. Yep. Oh, that excites me. It is. That excites me so much. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's all I'm going to say. You've already said more yeah. than I'd be prepared to say, but yeah. Oh, yep. well, oh. I mean, yeah. Mm. No, I'm not judging. I'm just like, mm, yep, I give my thumbs up to yeah. that one. Straight um, to my veins. Let's go. I think you'll you'll really like it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just a fucking good film. If you like John Wick, it's this one will definitely not bring in people that didn't like the previous no, ones. It's, no. It is iterative. It hasn't done anything to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, I think good. I need to give John Wick another go because last time I watched it, it was off the back of uh, like a chunk of MCU films. Just like I was kind of over just action. Oh, but this is so and, good. Uh, there is action in this film that. Oh, yeah, no, no, but what I'm saying is now that it's been such a long time. Yeah, you're uh, refreshed. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm I'm down for like an action film again. And it's just, it's just, yeah, there's just some scenes that are just like, they go for. It's got a humor. Yeah. And like. Like, I feel like the last couple didn't have much humor, but this one's definitely got a funny bone. Like, I don't know, is like choreography, like of the fight scenes or the fight scene. They just. Choreography. Yeah, like they just go for ages and you're like, this is just awesome. The final act is just insane. Like that last hour is just fucking bonkers. It just never stops. Is there any fight choreography as good as that uh, that pistol fight in, is it RE6 or RE5? That pistol fight. uh, Chris Redfield where they're just like running around each other and they basically shoot their pistol at the ground. (laughs) It's the stupidest thing ever. Because in in number two, I think it's number two, but they have that, they have that fight in the knife shop. Well, it's it's not like a knife shop, but it's like a shop with all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, a bit. Fuck, John Wick's so good. I'm so excited. I'll have mate. to. I want to go and see it while it's in cinema. I feel like you it's have well to, worth mate. it. Go see it this weekend. So, Don't be a bitch. So, so April and I went and saw it on on the Friday night, and um, halfway through, this, the 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 whole cinema just blacked out. Really? Oh, yeah. it took half an hour for them to get the projector up and running again. Oh, that's devastating. Where there was where a about? mighty queue. Uh, so I went Coburg. Yeah, I went right. this place called Palace Cinema. Yeah, it's built on like this prison stockade. It's really cool. It's like half half museum, half cinema. Mm. It's got like thirteen theaters. How does a cinema have that many theaters? That's that's absurd insane. to me. Is it? That's not. But they play like all the international stuff mm. as well, so it's actually like the perfect cinema to me, and it's just around the corner. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, the palace is is like that. They do love that shit. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I, I think that there's one in Bourne too. I think. That sounds right. Yeah, because Anna went watch the French film there on Sunday. Yeah, they do a lot of French films there. Uh, yeah, nah. They've got the awesome. French Film Festival on. Awesome film. Awesome film. Yeah, I rate it. As someone that didn't love the last two, particularly number three, I was very happily back on board. Mm. All right. Two's a banger. Come on now. Two's fine, but you'll forget it after you see four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I still so, like... So good. Yeah, I think, I still, I think two's still my favourite, but this is... Yeah, this is very, very, very good. I'm I'm keen to see what what your mate KV thinks of it. What he, your he, mate KV? <laughs> he was never a big fan of John Wick. Don't worry, he uh, he would let me know. 
every time. That is we, he is he saying it? Do well, you know something I don't? It was it was implied that he would see it. Yes. Fair. I think as long as you've seen the first film, you can probably jump into this one. It 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 kind of it, it's quite oh. succinct in its own way. The only thing I've seen about it is uh, Ralph, uh, old mate Skillop, mentioning something about it sniffing its own. We don't talk about that racist in here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, what did he say? Sorry. It said like the film's really good when he's not sniffing its own farts about the the table or whatever they're called, the high table. Oh. Yeah, it, it leans into its own like wanky myth, uh, big time. But it definitely makes more sense in that than the past couple of films, in my opinion. Look, my my only one issue with it is if you pay attention to it, particularly in the last act, there are some big continuity errors, um, like like very stark. But you just switch that brain off. You, you switch that part of your brain yeah, off because that's not what you're there for. No, you're there to see Keanu shoot, mate. Yeah, right. Yeah. <clears throat> that's if, it. Uh, if, you, if your fart smelled that good, as if you wouldn't have a whiff. What do you think of... Um... <laughs> and that's a good snippet for the intro. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, I forgot his name. Skarsgård. I can't remember his first name. Bill Skarsgård? Yeah. Fantastic. I've always enjoyed him. I was, I was delighted to see him. And uh, great outfits. Great outfits. outfits Every time he's on good. camera, he's wearing something else. Outfits for, were good, but his accent kind of shit me a little bit. Yeah, because he's Swedish. I... Thought it was a shame that yeah I agree with you. I thought it was a shame they cast him as a as a French dude. Yeah, the accent he, wasn't there. No, his accent felt very artificial. Yeah, and then like you could kind of tell that sometimes it was more on point and sometimes it was a lot weaker. But but he was good though. He was good. Yeah, Isn't Donnie Yen in this as well. Yes, and I don't want to say too much about that. Oh, except so that it's exciting. a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't, I don't want you because he he does the whole Star Wars Rogue One blind dude act. Yes, oh, let's go. I was about to make a joke. Saying like I don't want you to miss anything, but <laughs> Good. I still laughed. It was worth it. Um, that's well. I mean, now now that you've brought that up, that it took me a little bit to kind of accept that. Yeah, that that's a part of that suspension of disbelief that the film demands of you. Uh, but he does it very well. Like, like yeah, his character is very good, very entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Donnie Yen, yeah, he's 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 well within his element. Ah, oh, yeah. But no. I'll um I'll give you a I'll give you my thoughts next week. I'll watch it this weekend. You better. I will. You bitch. You, he, okay, I'm gonna. This is oh, fuck. DLC exclusive. If you if you don't um <laughs> watch it this weekend, you get an extra punishment game in your pledges. Ooh, <laughs> big off. And so I'm gonna be three. <laughs> And I'm going to complete my pledges this year, so that's that's huge. Um, yeah, done, easy. Okay. You heard it here. All right. I cool. tell you what. Um, if you don't have comments for it next week, Adam, I'll just cut you out of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Good. All right. Easy. All right. Shall we talk '90s film of the week, and then you guys can talk yep. your off topics. The nice film of the week. All right. So this week I've gone with Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, okay. fresh out. Um, and the reason for that is because I was thinking, like, what's a good Robin Williams film I've not seen in a long, long, long time? Um, Flubber. Well, there was one that I thought was going to fall in. <laughs> Flubber. Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I was going to. 
but it's, it's Bicentennial slightly man. In the two, <laughs> it's slightly in the 2000s, so I was like, I can't use that photo. I mean, what? Oh, there you go. There's a fucking hint for you. Can't use that film. Um, and yeah, Goodwill Hunting, great film. So, Adam, have you seen this? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, see, I told you. I, I knew you would. Knew I could, yeah. I could... Uh, trust you to watch that i haven't seen that film is the title a spoiler like what's going on you've not seen is will, will a good hunter or have you oh, actually not seen it nathan lord no nah. that actually right, that's your homework yeah that's your homework that is a phenomenal film all right so yeah, if you don't brilliant. mention anything about it next week nathan i'll cut you out of the podcast too <laughs> if it's you gonna be Google hunting because you can watch it on netflix or stand come or back and i'll be like mm. so Will was a pretty shit hunter. Um, Didn't like the title. I love that you've seen Flubber, but you haven't seen. Mate, <laughs> 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 I had a child. Basically, Flubber's great. Matt Don't Damon is a genius. That's just that's based around that kind. Don't of thing. don't say I mean, anymore. Leave him. Yeah. Leave him to discover it. Film's fucking excellent, mate. You'll love it. And he goes. He's trying to sell it to the listener, though. <laughs> no, he he goes and hunts all the dumb idiots because he's such a smart man. There, there's there's your hunting part of it. Okay, good. All right. You've piqued my interest. Uh, no, but the other reason why I chose that film is because uh, I'm actually really keen to see Air Jordan or whatever the film is about. Air, yeah. About, yeah. And it's got uh, old MD and BA uh, combo, Benny Affleck and Matt Damon. So Ben Damon. Ben Damon. Uh, yeah. There you go. So it's on. So Rotten Tomatoes says that Goodwill Hunting is ninety-seven percent. Flicks.com.au, my favourite uh, go-to website for films, uh, says ninety-seven percent. IMDb says eight point three. What do they know? Got no idea. Trust uh, the trust the flicks and the Netflix, mate. Are uh, the tomatoes? Got there. Shoutouts. Let's move on. Who has anything to share for off topics? Quick one for me. Uh, Man of my word. Watched Slow Horses season one. Enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a it was a very good time. Uh, as you you and James alluded to last week, James, Gary Oldman's the star of the show. Oh yeah, he did. Yeah, or two two weeks back maybe. Okay, right. He right. definitely discussed it with us on the off topics, and uh, like yourself said that uh, Gary Oldman plays uh, a very compelling piece of shit. Yeah, and I, I'd support that. It's very entertaining to watch because he's got uh, like a good British spy thriller. Because every now and again, he just he does something. He just he, rips ass. He just just constantly. He does, but he also <laughs> does. <laughs> he does. He'll just be in a room and he'll just be like, oh, dropped a deadly one there, and you'll fucking like waft it in in, in some. <laughs> oh, sorry, yeah, in some. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> that's what oh, Gary Oldman does um, that's a spicy meatball just drops it like fucking Nathan drops the old C-bombs but um, oh. Gary I was going to say now <laughs> no he like he, he like, every, like you know you'll, you'll go he is really really unlikable he is not a nice person and then he'll do something that, that just makes you that just go oh he's alright he's alright and then he just he's a prick for the next four episodes he's very compelling in doing so yeah yeah. No, I enjoyed it. I'm keen to check season two. I'm like halfway through the first step. I'm hooked. Cool. Just my kind of junk food. Nice. Uh, anybody else for off topics? Yeah. So um, I have a friend who's visiting the Philippines right now, and uh, he informed me that the Steam Deck is just available 
over the counter there. Like you don't need to order anything. There are stores that just actually sell it. Is it like <laughs> a Steam Deck? No, no, like, <laughs> or like, like actual Valve Steam Decks. Yeah, right. I'm looking for the spelling mistake in Valve Steam Deck. The Steam Deck. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Valve Steam Deck. <laughs> Steam Deck. <laughs> You can get over the counter at the fish market. <laughs> but yeah, that's like, yeah, that's wild. It's, it's wild. Uh, so yeah, well, yeah. fucking bring the Steam Deck here, already, you idiots. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. What I don't give a at. shit about CS2. Give me the Steam Deck. Yeah, do we know why? Does anyone have any clues to why they have not? Have the theory no is idea. that they're just not doing it because uh, Australian consumer law just beat I them to shit it. with Steam. I fucking knew you were going to say that. Um, That's the leading theory. Because I know they got real butt hurt, didn't they, with Steam when um, yeah. the, the OCCC or whoever it was um, spanked them. Spanked them on refunds, yeah. which made them change their policy globally. Big deal. Um, but, like, new, it's not available in New, new Zealand either. No. And I meant big deal, not sarcastically. Yeah. Sorry, like it was a big deal. Um, but But is it available in New Zealand? No. And he spent... Most of the pandemic living in the New Zealand, I assume he lived in New Zealand when they released the Steam Deck, yep. and it's not available there either. Correct. Hmm. It's it's a very peculiar situation. Is it available oh, everywhere well. else? Like, not everywhere else, or, but or there are a lot of regions where it's available. Uh, it's no, no, it's available <laughs> in Asian regions as well. Like, you can get it in like Japan. I think you can even get it in China. Uh, that might be where the spelling mistakes are as well. Um, but yeah, like it's predominantly just Australia and New Zealand that don't have access to it unless you do a grey market seller. That's good for the competition, I suppose, because we're seeing the competitors come up, like the A A A Neo, yeah. But I guess we'll find out soon if it's legitimate, because my friend picked one up for me. So you know, if it's legit, I'll I'll be cheered. Nice. Wonder how many pesos it costs. I'm sure Danny Trejo could tell us. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's racist. <laughs> oh, gee whiz. All right. I think we're done, aren't we? Yep. Bring us home. Bye. Bye. Right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You can check out the content on www.well-played.com.au. Some good stuff going up, I think. Um... If not, there will be. There's always good stuff. Eventually. Eventually. Next week's a huge week, very exciting week. It's the Pledge and Punishment Week, so stick around. We well, don't stick around. Next week the episode will drop and you can listen to that. Um, you can play along at home. Pledge and punish yourself if you want. Uh, and we will see you next week. Oh, I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be an exciting pod. All right, farewell all. All right. Can't wait. See you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>